Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. I'm your loyal host, Friendly Rich. And on the podcast today, episode 77, my chat, you know, he he mentions it. He compares it to Ray Bork and Paul Coffey, number 77, the new music aficionado, Gregory O. In his kitchen, he fed me uh, oddly spiced popcorn and rice bar. So let me tell you something, misophoniacs be warned. This is a a soundscape, a cornucopia of sound. We don't even cut to any of Greg's music because, um, well, he led. It was a beautiful talk, very fluid. Greg just uh, knew where he wanted to go, and uh, I felt like we barely cracked the surface of this this very deep musician. He's a pianist. he's He's a conductor and musical director and a dear friend of mine. We talk everything from the pyramid scheme of music education to we talk successes, failures, the Zen art of falling like Brian Orser. Get into it. My talk number 77 with the incredible Mr. Gregory O. People that uh, can't, like they hate the sound of chewing and lip oh, smacking, yeah. and yeah, what's what's the word for that? Um, people who aren't a fan of my work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh wow, it sounds hot, and I'm glad that you mentioned uh, to, to plug this sucker yeah. in. We're here in the in the refrigerator of Gregory O. Yes, that's right. Oh, it's misophonia. Misophonia. Here he is. He's Which checking is his now Google. Now on Wikipedia, it says literally hatred of sound. Mm. It's for people who have bad reactions triggered by specific sounds, often chewing. So we got this popcorn here. Shit. Also, yeah, we're eating Greg. But and what was that yellow powder that you put on this popcorn? Nutritional yeast. Oh. Also, the the, the fall sounds pretty good. But misophonia. If you say, "Oh yeah, I suffer from misophonia." Yeah, you're very phony. That's like you're like uh, saying, "Oh, I have hatred of sound." <laughs> hey, we're, we're drinking Gregorio's rice wine? Uh, it's more of a beer. Rice bar. It looks like ma- milk of magnesia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called a makgeolli. You can buy it at Korean restaurants, but you can't. I don't think you can get it at the LCBO. Well, Doug Ford's LCBO. 
And let's have some respect here. No, I've, I've, buddy, I've actually tried to locate it. They don't, uh, they don't sell it. And this is non-pasteurized. So the stuff you buy is pasteurized. So it tastes a little bit different. I'm really excited to drink your rice bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And misophonia, man. Misophonia. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good to see you. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to do this. We're going to, now you might be episode 77. Holy shit. But that means. Ray Bork. Ray Bork. Paul let's, Coffee. Let's bring it back to Ray Bork and Paul Coffee. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Greg, man, I've been waiting for this day, though. You know that. I know. Just to talk to you about where you come from musically and and really kind of get to know that side of you. Because, I, I, I mean, I've only known it in the notes. and the But you're a hard... I, let's get into it. Let's get into it. You're a hard guy to... Um, kind of sort but at, at times I've, I've learned little bits of your music education and this isn't a, a podcast necessarily about music education but I, I just want to know kind of where to start when did you get into music uh well, How? I don't really know I started piano lessons very young though and I know that because my mom used uh sent my brother and my sister to the neighborhood piano teacher you grew up where? In, in London, Ontario. London, Ontario, yeah. the home of the episode 76, the Nihilist Spasm course, Band. yeah. Great. Rest in peace, Greg Curnow. Oh. But, uh, uh, and she wouldn't take me because I was too young. Who, what was the teacher's name? Ruth Luciano. You remember this. Oh, yeah. So I had to go to Mrs. Nixon, who lived up uh, Upper Queens. And uh, I really think that uh, starting piano lessons that young doesn't really accomplish anything like i don't think i learned anything but how young i'm not really sure but i think i'm guessing i was four or five because i was too young for mrs luciano god damn but i was saying to my mom that's young i do remember saying like uh like always going up and playing the piano and this is like such a sappy story but uh and saying to my mom, mm-hmm. oh, I really want to take piano lessons. And she was like, you can't take piano lessons because Miss Luciana won't teach anyone as young as you. And I was like, I want to take piano lessons. So they, uh, they sent me to this other teacher. And uh, I'm just jumping around. What's funny when I think about it is now mm-hmm. my wife, mm-hmm. Courtney Lancaster, yes. does a piece about how much her parents spent on piano lessons and... Just like the amount of time they spent driving her around mm-hmm. to festivals and stuff, mm-hmm. all for naught. Like she doesn't really play the piano anymore. Okay, okay. But it's like this all beautiful, for naught. It's yeah. this beautiful piece about like she does. She just it does a monologue, and as she's doing that, she's calculating like all of the money that was spent and what they could have done with that. Like yeah. they could have bought a new house. They yeah. could have taken yeah. six trips to like Malaysia, but instead they thought that. It was a good investment. I don't. I don't know. If what do you? Yeah. What do you think? Now, do you think that? Do you think that um, there was a branding on like, in order to get it, the gateway to music is piano? Do you think that the piano branders like did they have like BBDO or or like a really big firm behind <laughs> piano? Like why piano and not? I don't know clarinet. Like why did piano get that thing that where all parents think that the gateway to music. No matter what culture you are, all parents seem to think that the gateway to music, not all cultures, but many, is this piano business. What do you think about that? Is that true? Uh, it's the it's the PC of the musical world. Like it can do 
everything very badly. Yeah. But, you know, because you can play this you great see, repertoire of 19th century, 18th century music uh-huh. that uh, most other instruments don't have. Yeah. And uh, you can play by yourself. Right. All other instruments. There is no other instrument that has the same wealth of European repertoire from, you know, 17... Whatever. I mean, seven. If you you could say seventeen whatever, and that's not going to be for piano, but pianists play it. So we'll say seventeen twenty to. Probably the heyday was nineteen fifty up to nineteen fifty. Yeah. So but, it makes it add, it makes sense. Yeah, because you get a. I mean. I know it's a kind of a dumb question. You, I you just get thought, a you get a violinist playing by themselves, and they have the second biggest sure. repertoire, or maybe singers like opera singers. But, sure. Do you really want to hear a violinist playing by themselves? No, not really. No. no. Of course, they the last they get the last laugh because they get great orchestra jobs. And yeah, I guess so. That's wage. true. That's true. <laughs> that, well, we're gonna get into that. I want to get into how you have managed to carve out this career and be creative and do do your whole thing. Be be you. There's only one you, right? So, um, how did you become? How did you how did you get to this point? How did you so you grew up at you you had these you started at what let's say the age of four because it sounds really good sure and it sounds like you would have started playing piano at the age of four to get to where you are now uh, being the monster player that you are but how did you what was high school like elementary school like how did you kind of find your voice through that with the piano uh i think it was process of elimination for me i uh yeah, don't chew into the mic there. Oh, I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, right. No, he's got. You just lost the all the, the mis- misophoniacs. <laughs> misophoniacs. Yeah. yeah, that's a good band name. It is. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to be a pianist. I actually quit playing piano in high school for a year. In high school for a year. Yeah, I was on the football team, which was like my that adds up too. Dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, really. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. what was your uh, What was your position? Uh, I was an offensive guard, a, 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 a serviceable offensive guard, and a very bad linebacker. A linebacker? Who yeah. even knows what all that means? Do you know all those plays? Oh, sure, yeah. It's my, it's my you know, it's my it's s- your second thing. favorite thing. Yeah, you, you cheer for the Michigan Blue Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So I was, like, always injuring my hands, right? So I just said, oh, screw it. And I was like trying to work out and go to football practice. And, and so I quit. And to my parents' credit, they got very angry. Fascinating. But Greg. they let me. They were like, fine, quit then. But I wasn't thinking I was going to be a musician. I was thinking I was either going to be a physicist mm-hmm. or uh, an English teacher. Those were my two ideas. Wow. And uh, wow. then I... I think I got to a certain point and I realized, no, that's really boring for me. So I'll just... English teacher or physicist? English teacher and physics are both pretty boring. So um, I decided to... I was like, oh, I can always be a musician. So then I started playing again. Like grade what? Grade 12. This was when they had up to grade 13 and I took half years. So... uh, I would only do f- like half of a year each year and then the rest of the time I'd sit at home and do some practicing and watch TV. And I also skipped classes and if you did like in that day if you didn't have homeroom mm-hmm. you could skip skip your classes. 
and uh, <laughs> uh, you would have to bring a note from your parents, and I'd always say, "Oh, I'll bring the note tomorrow," and then they would just never follow up because you didn't. And you were smart. You were smart. You knew that you could just yeah shirk the system a and, little bit. Well, a little the, bit. my report cards always said, "Well, Gregory missed like you know twenty-two percent of his classes," but my parents never saw them because they were working so hard to give their three kids piano lessons. You're you're the youngest. Yeah. <clears throat> so we had two pianos in our house because we were practicing in rotation. Jesus. So if we only had one piano, we actually wouldn't have been able to get our practicing done, right? So. Uh, sister and brother, brother, yeah. brother. Older sister and then older brother. Yeah. Wow. And where are they at? They actually, uh, ironically, all live in Vancouver. I say ironically because my brother initially moved out there to get mm -hmm. away from everybody, mm -hmm. and then <laughs> little by little. Now you're on your sister, own here. <laughs> yeah. Followed, and wow. then my mom and dad followed, and now he's like, "Oh man, this is this just did not work out." But yeah, now I'm in Toronto by myself, which is mostly. That's good. incredible. Yeah. Wow. Which is mostly good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Do you miss your folks? Are your folks still around? They're both around. Yeah, 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 yeah. My mom is starting to suffer from early onset dementia or some mm -hmm. form of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I shouldn't mm -hmm. be flipping about it. But it's. Uh, so I try to get there as okay. when I can, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, it be it becomes this huge burden, and I yeah. mean, there's yeah. a little selfish part of me that's like, oh, I'm if I was there, there would be a lot of work to do, and right now that they all moved to Vancouver, <laughs> uh, there's only so much I can do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That worked out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible thing location, location, right? Oh my god, um, bad person. Yeah. Uh, it, wow. Okay. So, so you're, you guys were doing rounds on the, on the piano. You had two pianos. That's yeah. Right. What that wasn't enough. You probably needed three to keep you, you no, three kids no, 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 engaged. Because, uh, I think at a certain point, my brother and sister were less interested in it. Yeah. So and they you would really, have, yeah. you, that's when you really kind of emerged. Yeah. I, I or, mean, it's also just that you go to school and you each have to get like whatever, two hours yeah. in. And wow. Wow. Really wow. Do it otherwise, wow. Right? So what, you did like Royal Conservatory type stuff? Or yeah, what was yeah, your upbringing? Yeah. Royal Conservatory stuff. And were you, a, apart from skipping school, what kind of a student were you in high school? Uh, I was a very good, well, my grades were very good. I was a very bad student, but I got, I mean, there's a, you can kind of figure out the system and. Fuck you, know. you. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. Not everyone can. No. You're really smart, right? Uh, you got it. Yeah. You got it. You're pretty smart. Uh, at. Uh, uh, um, my brother and sister and I, we all did very well grades-wise in school. Okay. But in income-wise, we didn't really do super great, any of us. So how smart are we in the end, really? Oh, you're like, you're like income-wise in your, in your current years. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or like, yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Horseshit. Um, hard, hard work wins out in the end, kids. Okay, it's industry hard tactics. hard work. We're here. We have an opportunity, kids, to sit with Gregory O drinking his rice Macaulay. bar, his Macaulay. 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 Mm -hmm. um, and his popcorn. So then you go to university. Is that right? Yeah. And. Uh, Western? Uh, well, I, it's a funny story. It's not funny. I auditioned. At a bunch of places, uh, like I, for example, at McGill, they didn't even accept me. And then, 
I did audition at Western and got accepted, and I auditioned at U of T, mm-hmm. and uh, I almost didn't get accepted. Wow. Um, but someone had heard me at the local festival and was a student of this teacher that I wanted to study with mm-hmm. at U of T. Mm-hmm. And so I think he put in a good word. And later when I asked her, I said, she was like, well, you were kind of borderline, but your grades were very good. So that, that actually is important, wow. right? Wow, wow. And who was that teacher? Marietta Orlov. So you did end up at U of T? Yeah. Okay. And I studied with her for like six years. Wow. Until she basically said, I think, I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. And you got into it, eh? You were... Oh, yeah. You, like you, when you got into it, you got into it. It's a good thing, it. you know. It's kind of like... Marietta uh, Orlov. Uh, being in a swimming in a bigger pond, right? So mm-hmm. it really... Uh, forces you to at least adopt some sort of veneer of work work ethic right how did you compare when you came to u of t versus london like uh, you... london i was well i mean in the festival circuit of course i would be known as you know what someone what? but that's yeah. like what does that even mean in the big picture right um I don't know, man. I think it's... But then I think coming to U of T, uh, my teacher, to her credit... Were you winning those festivals? You were... Yes and no. I was not consistently winning. I was not very consistent. Okay. And I think uh, coming to U of T uh, kind of gave me that... Like, studying with my teacher gave me that sort of Hmm. life. Like, she really put in a lot of time. What What did she instill in you? Like that you carry to this day. <laughs> the fear of God. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's a joke. She was not, uh, she is not at all. That kind of teacher? Yeah, but she did, like her, what the gift, one of the gifts she gave me was that she um, gave me two lessons a week instead of just one at U of T. And you know how U of T sure. lessons are. They're like, you know. Sure, sure. This uh, is my requirement. Yeah. Yeah. But she, uh, so I got about two to two and a half hours of lessons every week and even in the summer she would give me lessons uh for Cause free because she, she was for uh, re- she was real because she said if i don't do this and see you twice a week you won't work so okay. this way wow. i know you're gonna work and uh to what does that mean you won't work like you won't work in the field of music no she or... said you, you I, I need to do this so that you will um practice I see. I see. Like so she, this is what you need. This is you need a kick in the ass. She tailored a recipe for you specifically. Exactly, yeah. And it worked. Well, yeah. Uh, we came to an agreement at some point where I was, like I actually said, okay, well, for that uh, reason, I will. I think I put the self-imposed penalty, not penalty, but yeah, plan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I will only come once with a piece that when it's not memorized. And then every if I bring it again a second time, it has to be memorized. So I was like memorizing all my works mm-hmm. early on and mm-hmm. learning a lot more repertoire that way. So it was I you kind of had to practice your butt off because otherwise, what would you have to play in the lesson? Does does practice come easy for you? Like are you then it did naturally back then it it's yeah. a different thing, right? Like different relationship like, with all of it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it would be <clears throat> it's like not quite an addiction, but you know, you feel hmm. it's not that hard to sit there for five or six hours a day and practice because you're in this environment where yep. 
that's what first of all that's socially what all of your friends are doing yeah and two you have the luxury of focusing on this whatever i mean for better or for worse it's this ideal that you know like it's clearly defined right you yeah. know what you want to be doing and so it's very easy to focus right it's kind of like not as involved as being an athlete but yeah i mean it's very simple like you know clearly what is good and what is bad and when you are doing a good job and when you're not doing a good job yeah so in that sense it's isn't that beautiful like it's a great existence you know uh in a way i uh to to go is it on, unrealistic is it an unrealistic existence though like you said it's, it was easier it, it was it was easier that back then right it a, it's a pyramid scheme is what it is but fuck uh, yeah yeah because um the the take u of t for example this is and this is not unique to u of t um they get paid per student right here so we they, go their enrollment is the more people they can enroll the yeah, more sure. money they make and sure sure so there's uh some people would say it's unethical other people would say well you can't really know who's going to succeed but the truth is yeah 70 percent of people are not going to succeed in right. the way that they imagine they will and then maybe 25 percent of the people will succeed in a, a manner that is acceptable to them what is this industry tactics math you're walking us through? well i'm so just like making figures you're out. making those numbers up but it's yeah. probably like not far from a, a greater so. truth yeah. right like and then you know four <clears> percent <throat> are like happy they go wow holy shit yeah. gregory o just unpacked a great tactic it's the pyramid scheme <laughs> of, of music no but that's music lessons so if you believe that music lessons are good for other reasons then there's then it's good to take music right. lessons right um right if you believe like that, courtney's parents driving and well, wasting all that gas but it's it, a, no it's a I, lot of money man you know like i oh that's bad form no well, mine will go on. We're gonna, i'm gonna pull, Break, I'm gonna put pull richard marcella okay uh, hello. What, what, are you, what are you doing? Hey, hey, Courtney, you're uh, live. Well, you're being recorded, but in the moment on a podcast with uh, Richard Marcella, Industry Tactics. Welcome. Oh, that's exciting. And and Welcome. what and what's funny is uh, we were just talking about you. Yeah, that's really strange. I could feel it. I could feel it in the Yeah, uh, we were talking about. <laughs> Maybe you can answer this question for me. Um, though the piano lessons that your parents paid oh, for. Oh, uh, <laughs> Was it worth it in the end? Do you think it was money well spent? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, there, there might have been a point where we could have tapered off a little earlier. I think I stopped when I was 16, but mm. I think it opened me up to the art. And I went into performance and the arts, and it kind of opened up the whole world. But uh, but I, I was not a good fan. And I don't know if it was entirely worth the mental anguish of my poor mother who had to help me practice. Right. Mm -hmm. How much money do you think they spent on your... Oh, God. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> so much. So much money. Like, yeah. between gas, because my teacher was in the next town over like a 47 minute drive away jeez, one way, jeez. and lessons like thousands thousands and thousands of dollars that they didn't really even have wow, basically wow. i ruined their retirement is that what you wanted is that what you wanted from me <laughs> what a priority that they would have set there that, yeah. to, to make that happen 
Okay, I have to go now. I have to go eat some ice cream and drown my sorrows and feel bad about myself. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> so good. So See, good. So that's what so I good. learned. That's the industry tactic that Richard Marcella taught me. The pyramid. It, no, putting um, putting the phone, phone up to the mic. You did yeah. a shit job, but yeah. it was pretty. Yeah, I well, think it, you know, it came through. It came through. Well uh, done. You know what are you gonna do? You got uh, you got someone to mix this, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, see, that's that's how it works. Just, just we you know. farm that out. <laughs> Boy, that rice beer is is pretty sweet. Goes down smooth. Oh yeah. So uh, what I was gonna uh, there's there's two diversions I'm gonna take. Gregory was driving One this thing. Is, it's uh, very exciting. Oh, hell yeah! This is great. Yeah, I got I got top. Uh, He's so you never met, Did you ever meet Myra Davies? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, she's episode number number twenty nine. Oh yeah. So she taught but me. Focus she taught me like, an important lesson. Go ahead. This was when I was at Banff, and I had my first interview in the Banff Crag and Canyon. Mm-hmm. And she said uh, I gave a terrible interview, and she said, "Well, just call them back." And I said, "What? Well, what do you mean?" She's like, "If you give a bad interview, just call them back and say, hey, can I do a, the interview again?'" Because they don't want a bad interview, they want a good interview. They 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 want like some idiot spouting nonsense and not really yeah. giving them anything good to write about. They want something that's like interesting to their readers. So you don't will, call me tomorrow, though. Eh? Yeah, well, you know, you're nailing it now because you don't want to do this that's again. That's right. No, well, it actually was an interesting <laughs> moment for me. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that I I'm not like they're not testing me. It's not a like a challenge or anything that they just want my either my feelings or my false feelings or my publicist's feelings or whatever right yeah i mean i don't have a publicist taylor swift has a publicist do you know taylor swift this is beautiful though now keep going keep yeah, going keep yeah. your focus right. don't oh, yeah. don't don't oh, yeah. don't spoil so, this uh... don't spoil this milk of magnesia <laughs> <laughs> so can we have a quick misophonia yeah break? do it do it go yeah. ahead go ahead Oh boy. Okay. Well done. Yeah, a little magnesia to. Oh <sighs> God, God, that's this is tough to listen to. I do apologize, yeah. gentle ones. Hatred of sound. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like that, you have a hatred of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I teach at NYO National Youth Orchestra. Mm-hmm. You've and, been doing uh, that a long time. I, yeah. Yeah, it, longer than I choose to admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hmm. I've never heard anyone. Well, this is all. This is a coro- there's a corollary to this, but mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone put it so succinctly before. Um, someone said to there was like a Q and A with the faculty, and at that time Denise Jokic was there, the cellist from uh, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. uh, and they said to her, you know, what do you do when you're auditioning like these are orchestral musicians you know at, at an early point in their careers trying to win a job right so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're like um how what do you do when you you know you you're just doing auditions you don't have a job and you you, you don't you know have a lot of money and mm-hmm. yada 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 mm-hmm. and she said uh The way she put it was so uh, succinct and also really beautiful. She's like, this is the best time of your life. You you think that um, when you win a job that things will get better and you'll have more money Uh, and you'll have uh, more time. But in fact, you have less time Mm -hmm. and in a way you have less money 
and fascinating uh, yeah good one because you start needing more things mm. that's mm. just like it's money creep right she didn't mm -hmm. say that part but i'm calling yeah. it money creep yeah but this is the time when you don't need a lot and you can just practice and you can go to the museum and you can read a book yeah and you can uh watch like a, a film and yeah yeah um, think about things and talk late at night with your friends because you still have friends that you talk to mm -hmm. every day and mm -hmm. hang out and mm -hmm. have these discussions that will you know form your the way you think and your values and and all and who you are as an artist you can discover like new things and discard things and or just reinforce how important they are to you and mm -hmm. all of these things are mm -hmm. When you're a student, you know, when you're before you have a job, because once you have a job, then it's that doesn't happen as much. And it you really start to miss it. Hmm. Uh, and so the second part of that is what I later came to realize is what that is. And that is uh, a paraphrase. I didn't realize that Denise Jokic mm -hmm. was a fan of the Michigan Wolverines. But if you uh, maybe you can do this in your editing. You can go on YouTube and uh, uh, discover the, uh, the famous Bo Schembechler speech, the team, the team, the team. Go where, ahead. Where no, we're about, not going to edit this in. You've no, got you this. Should, you've, you're man. doing this verbatim here. You go should. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Where he talks about how, uh, you know, um, how the reasons they're going to win the game. And, and, and uh, the, the reasons are, uh, the reason is because we play as a team. You know, mm -hmm. no one else plays as a team. You know, we don't uh, we don't uh, criticize each other. We support each other. And you're gonna leave this university, and uh, t you're gonna be playing. If you're lucky enough to play football, you're gonna be playing for a contract. Mm -hmm. You're playing for this or mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. But this is the one time you're gonna be playing just for the team. It's like the purity of playing. You can argue that's not that pure anymore, but right, right. The, that it's the purity of just playing for the love of the game. Right, right. This is the one right. time where wow. Wow. you're actually like it's purely a team effort, and <laughs> later on you're gonna miss it. You're gonna realize Be this for is the, the reasons that you're playing, like the yeah. or just the 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 driver, the main yeah, driver. Exactly. Yeah, because I like it's it. It's true because I as like you get it. older, then you're like, oh, I'm I'm playing for my mortgage. Huh. Or I'm playing for, to make rent. Right. Or right, right. Or 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 yeah. Yeah, because uh, I want to get a job at TDSB or whatever. Right. But there's a there's like this whether it's idealistic or misplaced or like. Uh, Don't uh, you resent? But as you were talking about Jochich. Uh, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's the uh, the wide receiver that caught the the touchdown pass. Against Ohio State, don't don't as you? Jokic. As you were talking about, you're talking her. About, if you're saying Jokic, that's Denise Jokic. Denise. But if you're talking about Ed Jokic, I think that's right. He caught the pass against Ohio State. Yeah, that was a big one. Who no, was, no, I'm talking the, about. Who was, I'm who talking about Denise. Who was the quarterback for that? Oh, stop it! Stop was it. that uh, Denise? Denise Jokic. I, was, Jokic. Was it Greasy? Brian, was it uh, Brian Greasy? Don't you resent? I can't remember. That though, that uh, 
these are the best years of your life, enjoy them vibe, though? Doesn't it's that fucking... A, isn't that annoying? No, when, when you heard that, everyone heard that. And at that time, you're just like... Resent it. No, fucking it's beautiful. Shut it's up. true. It's true, because you understand life is so simple. It's not that it's easier, but it's simpler. And it's pure. You... Because you, it didn't make sense, right? The The... The six-hour immersion or more, those days of practice, like, is weird. It's a little... Oh, no, Rich, you're, you're getting it all wrong. It did make sense. That's the thing. It That's, did. It did. Life, life makes sense. Like, you, yeah. you just have that one goal. It's, like, not the same the scale, but... Yeah. See, I'm talking really close to the you mic are, right you, now. You are pretty good. It's good. It's like being an Olympic athlete. Mm. Once the Olympics are over for you, then, then what do you do? But while you still have that youthful body that has these that's why I never liked super turbocharged muscles, it's very clear. It's very clear, and that's that's it's the opposite of what you're but saying. But you're you're comparing now okay, I'm music. I'm back to here now. You're, you're comparing music that's to that's using uh, sound. That's sound art. The way I'm using the mic. That's I like, so, that's kind well of for like the for the big points you come close. Abstract. Big points you come close. Technique. I learned that from my jazz friends. Well yeah. done. Yeah. But isn't that like I've always compared like the the Olympian thing against music to say, wait a minute. I've always kind of separated those two, saying they've got an age limit on their journey. We don't, as musicians, like we can grow old and 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 continue to hit these weird home runs later, later, later. I don't. But you're getting to do something we, like that. Do we really? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, look at this podcast. Most most. Uh, Cla- uh, we're talking classical musicians. Let's talk classical musicians as an example. Sure. Okay. Do they peak like like yeah, Adam Van Coverden? Of course you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a point at which you start wow. thinking. It's, it may be because you start thinking, oh, I want to have a baby or I want to have a family or I right. want to have a house right. or I want to have a, my own violin. And then you think, okay, I have to make money for that. Hmm. So things change. It might be, but wow. it's... That's I don't know. I don't know of that many people who aren't like. If by the time they hit, you know, twenty five, it's not obvious that they're going to be either really good or not really good. And I guess yeah. the exceptions to the rule are going to be composers yeah. of, of classical music and okay. and opera singers because they kind of they they have a later a later bloom. On. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, now yeah. opera singers can bloom when they're forty five. Sure. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's kind of the exception to the rule. Huh. Huh. I guess I mean, there's also like you know, okay, like guys like Richard Good, or uh, like who's kind of his fame came very late in his career. Okay. But that's very much the exception. So it's a bit of a young person's game. Well, I always like to think of it as very similar to figure skating. Okay. Very, it's like uh, I was. Uh, there's a very, very uh, exceptional violinist named Mark Fewer. Sure. Um, he's the, now the artistic director at Stratford Summer Music. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, concertmaster of Vancouver Symphony, and uh, he played in the St. Lawrence String Quartet. Ah, okay. Yeah. Beauty. And, and he said something recently. In I guess this is secondhand, but. Uh-huh. Um, at a master class uh, at the Glen Gould, at the Royal Conservatory. Yeah. And he said to the students, he doesn't like going to concerts anymore. Whoa. There's because a, there's he a sort line. of knows what's going to happen. Whoa. Yeah. 
and Whoa. Um, he loves That's... going to hear students. Well, it's at least more interesting to hear student recitals because you don't know what's going to happen, right? Anything can happen. There could be a disaster. There could yeah. be something wonderful that it's just like, wow, this person really did something quite extraordinary. But you don't really get that kind of range in... Uh, in perfection. In, in professional concerts at Roy Thompson Hall or at right. Kerr Hall where you're spending $100 a ticket. Because th- that's what these people do is they they're, they go around and, you know, every three days they're in a different city mm-hmm. playing the same program. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, often, you know, they have five programs up or I don't know. Sure, sure, but, sure. Uh, and they, you know, they're like you and me. They're not like um, modern day folk heroes, right? They don't like... They're sure, not, they're not sure. Like, they're not like Dylan turning a, a tune upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. like doing what they do, and they've like yeah. they're extraordinarily good at it. Mm. But so are figure skaters. And where figure skating gets interesting is when you see the really hard parts coming in. I always think of opera specifically when I think of figure skaters. Mm. Less so with recitalists, but it's the I think the analogy still holds. Mm. You, in a way, it's beautiful to watch. Oh, mm-hmm. I got to turn this phone off. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's beautiful to watch, but uh, um, it's also, there's a little bit of... I love watching them you fall. Know, when they fall. I fucking love it. Yeah. That's why I watch. And we go, oh, oh, I feel so bad for them. Why but, is that? What does that say about me that I love more the f- watching them fall? Like the elegance of uh, a successful, like a perfect... Uh, figure skating is not interesting to me. It's the disaster that I love. Or fear That's, of disaster. I mean, it can you can flip it a little bit and right. say you're just hoping they make it through without falling, right? But you don't really care exactly how they wave their arms. No. Or when they're doing the spirals or little low-risk no. moves, you kind of watch it, and it's nice to see, and you respect their skill and their yeah. uh, ability, but... I love it's watching jumps, that moment, man. watching that moment, though, when they like crash into the boards and then get up and 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 their whole life has like collapsed right. with that fall. All that build up to, that we're talking about long forms of art. That would be one of them. A figure skater that takes 15 years of training to get to the, those Olympics crashes into the boards and then gets up and, and has to put on face like it doesn't matter. And uh, yeah. That's beautiful to me. That. Well, well, but that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not. I. I. Uh, I don't. I know mean, you weren't going there. I don't mean I to apologize. say that that is what classical music is about, but I think Whoa. for some people, or at least for part of us, when we listen to professionals play, the reason that's I'm great. Very much sort of sympathetic to what Mark said. I don't know the context in which he said it. Yeah, but yeah, I like it. I I'm like sympathetic it. to it because I also have gotten bored at concerts, and I can listen wow. to it wow. and go and really wow. respect what people are doing. But I also, I guess, respect people who are really good at, um, I don't know, sequencing DNA or um, driving a bus or, you know, it's mm-hmm. the, it's maybe it's that I'm just become jaded, but it's mm-hmm. the art form is uh, classical music is s- slightly less interesting to me than it used to be. But you, your version of of classical music is what I kind of hold up on a pedestal. Like I think I think I've said it on this podcast before that I think you should be running that faculty, right? If I oh, had yeah. my like, I really no, I, it'd be a disaster, I, I, man. 
I, yeah, disaster. it would be that that the figure skater crashing into the boards. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's what I want to see. That's what I would. I and I sincerely mean that. Like I think your the way you go about your career with the music that you choose, with the community that you build. Um, I I think that's like at the core of it is you don't want to you don't I don't think you want to be bored. You're challenging. Your, like I see it in the in the way that you go about the what what you've the life that you've designed in music and like where did that come from? Was that Marietta <laughs> oligarchy? No, what's her last uh, name? Orlov. 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 Yeah. Orlov. Yeah. You, Was that Marietta or no? Like where did you get that? When when did that start coming uh, in? Of the the boredom and the love of new music. Like, well, uh, it's funny. I've been thinking about. Uh, as a so my wife is expecting a kid now mm-hmm. um, I I've been thinking a lot about l- life mm-hmm. no just aspects of life and also but it as it does sort of apply to mm-hmm. co- uh, careers and industry like it's this kind of a tactic thank you um, yeah um, which is it it also, you know, it also cropped up because I was talking about people paying their taxes and how crazy it is. It's also, um, people paying off student loans. I, I've been thinking about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm really fascinated with finance. That's kind of you are finance yes. and football. Yeah. Okay. The three F's. Um, finance and football. Yeah. So. What's the third F? Yeah, doesn't, don't worry about it, man. But uh, <laughs> if you have to ask, you know. Uh, but. Uh, and I know football has serious ethical issues, and I'm struggling with those. But uh, it, you kind of just have to grow up, or you don't. And you kind of have to make decisions, and or not make the decisions. But part of your success will be dictated by how you adapt to the need to make decisions. Right? And that's partly like when you're in university... I mean, think about it. You, yeah. have to, you have to choose. You're 17, 18 years old. You have to choose what you're going to study. Right, right. And it's going to change your whole fucking life. And then you're life. choosing your courses. You're choosing yeah. how you react to yeah. your responsibilities. You're choosing yeah. what's important. And that keeps changing as you go along. But, boy, I mean, no, that's they're... terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. And then, you know, you're like, think about this. You're like, I don't know, 18, 19. You're... You have to know to file taxes. And people will sort of tell you that, but nobody really knows that. You have to know when mm. you're an artist, if you were ever lucky enough to bill $30,000 in a 12-month period, mm-hmm. any 12-month period, well, defined over quarters, mm-hmm. you just have to know that, oh, I have to register for HST. Right. Right? You just know. No one. How do you know that? I don't know. Marietta is not probably You know, I just discovered, sorry, and this is yeah. my little new tidbit, because we're having a kid. Yeah. Um, the CCB, the child care benefit, All right. is calculated on uh, a certain line. I can't remember. Is it two, three? I can't remember that line. Okay. Offhand, but that's after RSP deduction. Okay. So whereas normally for an artist, unless you're really, really good uh-huh. at making money, uh-huh. which I am not, it, it's always better to invest your retirement savings in GFSA. Right. Okay. Not always. Uh, often. Okay. For, for various reasons... I don't want to get into the math, but they're they're sort of very basically equitable, and if you don't believe that, then you are I think wrong. But in certain situations, it's better to do one or the other. 
Okay. Normally, if you're making, I would say under probably either seventy thousand or a hundred thousand dollars a year, it's better to focus on your TFSA. Uh-huh. But that changes when wow. you have a kid because you suddenly are getting this benefit that's calculated after your deduction. So at that point. It actually makes sense for you to ignore your RS- TFSA and, or even empty it and contribute to your RSP because it gets you to an artificial low income level. Whoa. And you get more benefit. And on top of that, if you're Whoa. applying for a daycare subsidy in Toronto, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's also calculated on the same number. I think it's 236, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's coming out of my butt. Sure. Uh, so if this is another part where actually it's, if you're rich enough, you do better than if you don't have money. Right. Which is kind of sad. But this is like these little tiny things I've discovered in in finance or home personal finance where uh, the system is gamed against uh, low-income people, which often artists are. But, but the one thing I've noticed about rich people, many of them, I don't want to judge them all because some of them have like fire trucks and serve experimental ice cream but most of them are pretty i'm not going to even generalize how how boring (laughs) how boring they can be so the thing that you have they're not fun at a party the thing you have is is the yeah i think creativity is what they're a lot of them are yearning and they're doing it in really weird ways like uh, like public coloring and and all the other nonsensical shit. Okay, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna circle back though. Yeah, because I'm in I'm driving this in your drive country. it drive it. I'm circling back and saying yeah. so. These are the kinds of things that you may or may not know, but with this information or lack of information, you are making all of these decisions at that time when you know when, sh- like fuck going all. You know nothing from high yeah. school yes, to yeah. university, and then yeah. you graduate, and what are you doing? People are telling you. Like Joshich. Yeah. Uh, enjoy, enjoy yourself. Jokic. Enjoy yourself. Run it into the end zone. Enjoy yeah, yourself. Exactly. But don't fuck up because these three key decisions that you're going to make at this time when you know nothing right. are going to... And for some people, it's going to be like, you know, it really is one man's... No, it isn't. This I'm mixing up my... Yeah. Uh, but I'm just going to say one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. That's not what I'm... This really makes no sense. But, you know, what works for one person may not work for you. And you don't know... You just have to decide, but try to like figure it out. And the people that figure it the best, whether they're lucky or they're smart, or they have someone that's like a really good mentor, I'll buy that. They succeed a lot more than people who, you know, maybe just make bad decisions or. Gary know. Gary Kulesha in his uh, composition class said at U of T like first year or whatever he said if you want to be a composer something like marry rich yeah or and i don't even remember what the second one was but it was just like really illogical to me he's maybe very, not maybe he's he's a is that is that i don't know i don't know if i buy that but i i don't think that's necessarily true you can just be really good right you know there you go but it also comes down to what is to find success and what i mean gary yeah yeah. In do many, uh, I really uh-huh. respect Gary a lot. Uh-huh. You know, as doing many many ways, but taking his situation uh, as an mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. to some people he would be like they they envy him, and other people would be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he maybe 
didn't achieve as much as this other person really is. Yeah. There is that perspective, right? Yeah. I think, you know. It's fascinating. In his case, he wrote some beautiful pieces. He's like got uh -huh. full-time work at the university. Yeah, yeah. He's doing his thing. That's it's not a bad. Yeah, it's not a bad outcome. Yeah, yeah. But maybe to another person, they're like, "Oh, well, he never won the Pulitzer Prize." I, I thought it was a good line. I mean, I yeah. don't know if I bought it, but no. Yeah, but uh, yeah. what's scary and also refreshing should be, especially if you're like coming through, is like both at the same time. Yeah, is that you? You do have some control over these choose your own yeah, adventure moves. Exactly. You could marry it rich. Is, it does feel like a choose-your-own-adventure. <laughs> You're right. Actually, that's very good. You know, it does feel like, uh, you know, turn to page 47 or page 61. Uh, I don't know, you, man. You die or yeah. how do you, you go know? to U of Michigan. Yeah, so, how do you know? So, but back to that question, though. When do you get that, when do you kind of become that defining you like when do you become so you were doing all the i'm assuming you were doing like standard repertoire uh -huh. no no disrespect to all that and then at some point you get a little weird like you become well i've always so been, well versed uh, even, on even yeah when i was younger i was always interested in what some people might consider contemporary music i don't know that it really was but yeah um, right you can read it, an essay i here he you comes. Can read an essay. Sound artist Gregory on, uh, O. My website, which is gregoryo.com. Well done. Uh, it's Industry called, uh, tactic. Plug your own site. Yeah, uh, I believe it's called gregoryo.net. <laughs> <laughs> He's that old. I think yeah, it yeah. might be called uh, on my GeoCity site. Do you even know what GeoCities is? No, no. No, I'm yeah, not. Well, there you go. I do. Come yeah, on. Come on. Well, these guys don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Do you know what Telnet is? No. See? Yeah. I know. We were there. So go there. ahead, go ahead. But you know, uh, on your website, yeah, you've anyways. you've written about. Uh, I think it's called "In Defense." No, "In Praise of Newer Music." Of I, newer I wrote, music. I wrote an essay about it, but okay. Essentially, I've always been. I always liked it, and I think the reason is that maybe at that, even at a younger age, mm -hmm. I just kind of found it funny how there were these ways of like you know we just love Beethoven. I, I don't, I'm not trying to slag Beethoven. Sure. Uh, we we all love Beethoven, and this is how you play Beethoven, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that maybe I thought that was not my deal. Yeah. At the same time, you know, mm -hmm. I went to hear all, almost all of Alfred Brendel's Beethoven cycle at Roy Thompson Hall in the '90s. Mm -hmm. And it was like revelatory, like a incredible playing. I can still, you can still, I can still mm -hmm. remember that and say this is like transcendent, and also say, yeah, yeah but it's kind of garbage, you know. For yeah. me, I don't want to. That's I, I don't. That's not me. Yeah. Uh, and and part yeah. of that, getting circling back to this idea of decision making, and uh -huh. Uh -huh. part of it is you have to aspire and have dreams, but you also have to understand who you are. Wow. I mean, I'm never going to be, uh, you know, Rashawn Gary or Chase Winovich, right? Okay. Would you agree? I don't know those guys. Yeah, see? Fuck those guys. Yeah. No. Uh, You're the dean of the faculty of music. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm never going to, you know, I could wish to be a defensive end for the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. I know you But do. that's not who I am. Because, first of all, you got to be 6'6". Uh, six, six. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you can spend your whole life working out and, you know, 
wanting to be something, it doesn't mean you're going to be that thing. Okay. It, it doesn't mean that okay. all dreams come true, but it does matter. Effort matters and hard work matters and brains matter and also working intelligently matters and all like making good decisions matters. So I think for me, it was a good decision not to try to be a concert pianist because I would have been yeah, I think so. inadequate. Yeah. I would have had, I mean, I, I had, I, I did meet a lot of successful musicians along the way and the, I, I think I could have done something. Do you think it's hard, that, that though, to have a, a happy life in that? I don't know. It just for seems me, like... it would have been impossible yeah, because yeah, I would have, yeah. I would not... have had to spend so much time doing something that I wasn't all really all that interested in, ultimately. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And for some people, it's either a lot easier or they really like it. But I think that you know, talent is important. But. Yeah, what 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 is that? Talent is important. It's like it yeah. is, right? It is. Yeah, like of course there's it some, is. There's certain talent like, is important, but you know, you, they often talent and effort often go together because it's hard to. It's hard. It, it requires extraordinary focus to put in a lot of effort on something that you don't believe that you're going to succeed at, and. Usually when you're that focused, it's because you believe that you can succeed at it. And you're either very good at deceiving yourself or you are, you know, you really can succeed or it's a mixture of both. Yeah. It is kind of sad. I Maybe sad is the wrong word. Yeah, I, yeah. I do feel like, you know, talking about the faculty of music pyramid scheme again. Go ahead. Um, it, the, this is not actually, this is many older, more mature teachers have talked, said this to me or talked about it. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's, I, I don't know if guilt is the right word, but, f or fear for people, but just the number of people who feel they're going to succeed. There's an expectation. Almost. Yeah. Like it's kind of, that, and it there's sneaks a, up on the, you, right? There's yeah. a gap there. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then, and then you graduate and then you go, Oh shit. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Do you teach a lot? I know uh, you. I know you ran like you're teaching at the U of T. Like you ran the Chainsaw Orchestra. Is that was the ensemble, name? Ensemble. Yeah. Ensemble. Yeah. And other. But do you teach a lot of like? Do you teach private piano? I, I do not. No. Why? Uh, I don't think it's who I am. I think you know wow. the one benefit uh, of one benefit. One thing I'm really grateful for in my career is that I'm able to make choices about it I, I can't control everything about it but I can make choices so and you've known this for a long time that you don't want to teach or do you think you one, don't want to you teach think you would one day like just private piano uh, maybe I, I mean I so I have had uh, like I am teaching one student half time at the University of Toronto right now okay um who is a jazz pianist who is learning, like, wants to study. He contacted me and said, I want to learn some Ligeti. And I was okay. like, okay. Cool. And cool. that was Very okay cool. with the performance office. But okay. as far as teaching, you know, pedagogy is, it's, it's not just knowing, it's not just being able to do something. It's being able to help someone 
do what they want to do in yeah. that same field. Yeah. And it's like the difference between a coach and a player. Just right. because you're a great player doesn't make you a great coach. Right. Um, I teach a little bit, at, you know, at NYO, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. I, I yeah. take it very seriously. I yeah, think. I know that about you. But yeah. being, uh, it's a lot of energy. Yeah. It's like people. It's the choices. It's, it's, you're talking about choices. It's crazy, you know, the people yeah, who yeah. think about, um, you know, maybe this is relevant because yeah. maybe OPSU goes, not OPSU, but uh, the public school teachers go on strike possibly in a any, couple any, weeks. Yeah. It may happen. Yeah. And there's that inevitable knee-jerk reaction. Oh, they are so well-paid, and they have this great pension. Yeah. Um, yeah. But boy, man, I mean, it. They teachers matter. They hustle. And, yeah, yeah. And it's teachers a, matter. It's so much energy and yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it, you don't have to do it, but if you want to be a good teacher, yeah. Like, yeah. what and separates? I, I respect you that. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's a yes. it's a vocation. Yeah. So I may become a teacher, and people have asked me about teaching but mm -hmm. in general i kind of try to discourage it i think you have okay. to be very grounded and available that's not me no fair and i just think of like i was saying this to a friend recently like uh, just one just because you you you're you've been referencing like lifetimes ago like when you referenced uh, your work with the national youth orchestra how long how you've been doing it for a long time and i just said like when did I so quickly become an elder? Like it, <laughs> it, it kind of feels that way in, in at times, right? Like, I, uh, I just feel feel like you have a lot to offer in all these realms, right? Like when you take on the chainsaw ensemble, are you still doing that? Uh, this is actually the first year. It's now I'm team teaching a seminar. Oh wow! And it's now like a, a two hour seminar for half a year at U of T with Ayun Huang, who's oh my, my god, old, what uh, a dream! That is, yeah. wow, she's here? She's in town? She's a percussion professor now. At U of T? Yeah. Oh, we're lucky. I didn't yeah. realize that. I thought she was still in Montreal. That's so very So one exciting. out of three members of Tokoloka are making money. <laughs> <laughs> she'll carry you all. She'll carry you all. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's I, think, exciting. I think she was wow. like, trying to... How cool. Forward. It's great. Uh, it's a slightly bigger class. It's probably yeah. 12 to 14 people. Yeah. And uh, But it's mostly grad students. And it, I think it fits better as a course where people know more about it. And so... Um, okay. So you're really digging into some of the, yeah. the, the tenets that you would have touched on in that course, right? Or in, yeah. in, in the ensemble, you're just going deeper. Yeah. And it's good. We're slightly cool. different, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's a oh, I'm more sure you play a, and, I'm sure uh, you play a great disruptor role oh, yeah. in that. Yeah, we bicker all the time. Oh boy, uh, I'd love to take that. That that sounds like time well spent. But uh, so next week in the class. Uh, yeah, walk us through uh, a couple of weeks of that. What's that uh, looking like? That will be uh, Marie Jose Chartier. Mm -hmm. Charcuterie. Chartier, oh, yeah. you got no. See, you can't, you can't pull it. You can pull that stuff with me, but not with Marie Jose Chartier. I would never. Yeah, she's like, uh, she demands your respect. Apologize to her, please. Apologize to her, please. Say, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Mar Marie. Marie Jose. Jose. There you go. Okay, so yeah, nice, <laughs> well played. Um, but she's uh coming in, working on, you know. Not, I, I, I would say working on movement and dance, but it's like 
Mm. Specifically, how do if you're a classical performer and but you maybe are thinking I want to not just play Beethoven but yeah create something. There you go. How do, what are the basics of that? Okay. And what what are the tools? So she'll like be working on. Okay, well, let's take some music and work on how you can possibly incorporate movement into your stuff. Wow. Or uh, that's very and good. And the week after, Ken McKenzie's coming in. Uh, yeah, lighting, yeah, uh, yeah. Designer and, really? Uh, you're you're opening it up. Designer, co- costume designer as well. So talking about like lighting, you know, what is lighting? You know, that's that's I would not have thought that. that the same way that we talk about sound. Yeah. Oh. He, he's talking about lighting. Great. You know. Okay. Thanks. Now he, I get he it. He gave me this great line, huh. which was, you know, light travels faster than sound. Oh shit. So the first thing that you project to your audience is lighting it's not it's not your music oh yeah he's got our attention so what can you save with that what, wow i mean wow 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 it's very i, I like that That's idea heavy. yeah me too and also Nora Nora young is coming in to talk wow. about um, her podcast this very thing yeah this very thing which is uh um how do you interview people how do you do an interview and how do you make wow like how do you talk about your work how do you discuss your ideas with other people? Man, we are lucky. Yeah. We are lucky to have you. Um, well, we're lucky to have Nora Young, too. That sounds, that's, that with, sounds really inspiring. So you sat her with Ayun. Like amazing. Her, her what? Her kicks. She has great kicks. You sat with Ayun and you just said, let's, let's, let's bust this open. Who do we know? What can we, how do we want to inform yeah. them? Yeah. And, and you took some of the chainsaw ideas in and injected them into this yeah yeah you're changing lives and you are teaching yeah just not private piano yeah 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 yeah. fine fine i mean piano is yeah yeah you know it's very like it's just more specific it's like i want to run the 100 meter dash okay well this is how we're gonna do it ben johnson that's how you're going to fucking do it. You must be, I was saying to him, uh, What student, a beautiful time that was. Do you ever watch their faces? See, I'm not listening to you. What? What do you mean? Watch their face? <laughs> this is vintage. Ben Johnson? Vintage, uh, the, the runners? Rich and, Rich and Greg. Greg what are we doing here? The way that we're just talking. Yeah, I'm yeah. not listening yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm trying to have my conversation. This is a musical, musical. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Come on. Let's, John give, Cage, them, let's, the let's give them a little something. <laughs> uh, no, well, you know, you, you think of the ultimate you know, the, the most essential sporting event is probably the 100-meter dash, right? Okay, yeah, sure. So I was trying to explain the concept of relaxation while playing the piano. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, cat, cat just did cat something weird. went for weird. it. Oh, she, she really likes... Oh, my God, she really likes you, though. I like her. She's putting um, on a show for you. I like her gray t- yeah. Uh, fur. Yeah. Very beautiful. It's what kind what kind of a cat weird, is that? Man. Yeah, no, she's I'm, a pound cat. That's a beautiful fur. She, you know, it's like the if it there's this branding thing that happens with like rescue cats now. Mm-hmm. Like they're gray. Mm-hmm. They just call them Russian blues. Ninety nine percent are not Russian blues, but they say, oh, Russian blue cross. So mm, everybody bullshit. wants a Russian blue cat, but you want a Russian blue kitten, it's like six, seven hundred bucks. So, so they're just selling you. They're upselling yeah. you. But beautiful cat. We just 
grabbed oh, wow. this cat for actually it's a long story but uh where were we you were talking about faces in dash oh uh, yeah 100 meter dash so i was you know talking about this the like the what some people consider the purest uh sporting uh event in the olympics is mm-hmm. the 100 meter dash mm-hmm. and but if you watch their faces like mm-hmm. you ever watch donovan bailey in mm-hmm. slow-mo mm-hmm. his cheeks are like what's going like, on it's like rubber it's like like they are trained they train so hard to relax every muscle that's not being used like go look at stills of sprinters their faces are like completely relaxed there's no tension because tension creates uh it like it acts as a negative force against your you know facility right Mm -hmm. so the idea of sprinting is if you don't need it don't use it don't right don't get in your own way right and fire the things that need to fire right? Whoa. so that they are the most relaxed <clears throat> athletes on the planet because of that but it's we think of sprinting as being like you know all out firing your muscles no it's very specific it's very focused yeah fire these muscles right right relax these muscles. so really you're you're looking at their faces and you're seeing I'm not just looking at their faces. I know that you're that's part of their that. training, right? They 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 can't. Mm. When you're being measured in hundredths of a second, what's a hundredth of a second? Right. Clap a hundredth of a second for me. Go ahead. Well, I just have to listen to you play the piano. Oh, boom! Hey, right? that was nice. Yeah. You should be in the CBC. No way, because you're just gonna be like Randy Bachman and play your own music, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. What how do you resist do. that? That's that what that I siren call. Yeah, <laughs> of a Vascap and so can you can't do it. You only you're only human. Yeah, <laughs> you you would we would all do what Randy is doing. See now you're uh, now you're you don't have do to that. Pay royalties to uh, Billy Joel. Uh huh. Yeah. As we wind down the, this beautiful interview, <laughs> no, though, I'm just getting started, man. What What are some of your fondest memories with uh, with this music game? I know you've been well, we, you've been you all know, over the do world. You remember with how we met? I I heard you play Opus I think eighty one with the string quartet, the Saint Lawrence string quartet. I don't know if I met you that night. <laughs> That's funny that you would say Opus eighty one. Is it Opus eighty one? So 81? what's funny is that when you say Opus eighty one, I what think is that? of Beethoven Opus eighty one. Oh. Which is I no, think, this was this Les Adieux and I was no. like, Oh no, I never played Les Adieux. No, the, but you are right. We played uh, the Dvorak, Dvorak. quintet in a major Opus eighty one. Fucking a man, that yeah. moved me. That See, re- that was a long time ago. That was a long time. Ago. Walter Hall, but I don't know if I met you then. Is you know what's that funny that's not... about that one? Yeah. Uh, here's the here's the other concept that happens. I think m- more. In, well, I know of it in classical music. Maybe it happens in other kinds of music. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it does. Classical music is whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, there there's like this thing where I sometimes say it's like you you have to flick the switch. Mm-hmm. Like turn it on, sure. Um, and it's when you decide, oh, I'm not going to be a student anymore. Um, when I'm going to be like actually just an artist, sure. And you just flick the switch and decide to be an artist uh-huh. instead of being a student. Uh-huh. That was one switch moment because oh wow, uh, the pianist that was supposed to be playing with him dropped out. You were subbing. I was subbing. And far out. So this is not exceptional, by the way. I'm not trying to say this is like, um, wh- like, I was like working under a non-standard 
circumstances, but they were like, yeah, okay, well, what do you got? I was like, I can play Dvorak. They are like, okay, uh, we'll meet in the morning and then we'll play the concert. Wow. So that's what we did. We had one playthrough of a, like, and then we did the concert. And But that's <sighs> normal. That's not... Okay. That's not... That's what that's normal for real life, but in university you're you're meeting every week, right? Yeah, and you rehearse yeah. for at yeah. least an hour. Yeah, it's way overdone. Yeah, and then you just keep refining and coaching and coaching, and you do this, and then that's real fucked. life comes, and you either go, "Oh, okay, I can do this," or you're like, "Oh no, wait." But I think about like all the performance that you've done, and like the high what seems to me like high pressure, like some of the gigs you've done have been just you know inc- incredible. They seem incredibly like challenged on so many levels like that but and all that training all that training gets you there though right like it's you wouldn't you wouldn't ever shit on your education right i I guess so just talking again about what are your knowing dreaming of what is possible but also knowing what is possible yeah um so i wouldn't think of myself as a terribly consistent musician in fact if if i have a flaw i know that yeah As a classical musician, that's my biggest flaw is that I'm able to do okay. things, but I'm not able to do them consistently. Right. So where that really comes that's to good. Uh, comes, where's that's a really big liability is that's like fucking, orchestral that's work, right? So counterintuitive, like that should be celebrated. But no, 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 no that's well, a deficiency in that world in a way, of course right? It's like a it's a, yeah, 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 because yeah. that's it's unreliable. Well, it's like do a, you want to go hear the Toronto Symphony music and just Toronto Symphony music, Toronto Symphony Orchestra, yeah, and then hear like. A beautiful solo line that someone cacks on yeah i mean right, 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 maybe right. we should be okay with that but we're figure not. skating yeah and that's we're why we're... wind players or brass players are like uh chasing perfection have so much stress to deal yeah, with yeah, because it's yeah. not just chasing per- it's an expectation of perfection yeah for your entire career oh god uh and it, and perfection is is very get back to the boredom easy to understand right again orchestral work uh, I have the utmost respect for my orchestral colleagues. Mm-hmm. It's there is like an understood level at which you need to play uh, in the winds and like in the solo instruments. Sure. And but yeah, oh. and it's not necessarily that it, you're playing at the highest level, but you're playing at an understood level, and certain things are more important than everything. Right. Um, huh. That's not a, a level. That's not a. Um, it's not a world that I'm very successful at. Uh, yeah. I do sub with the symphony, but I, you know, when I did my audition, mm-hmm. there was like the keyboard audition came up, mm-hmm. and I worked. Um, I think I tried to practice eight hours every day mm-hmm. for um, three months. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Two and a half months, mm-hmm. but literally eight hours every day, like every waking moment. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't doing something else, I was practicing, mm-hmm. and not just like playing something over and over, but like really trying to challenge my mind and like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. experimenting with different ways of practicing away from the piano, taking things apart, slow practice, fast practice, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. thirty-second segments or four-minute segments. That's or, amazing. You know, it's like really interesting uh, practicing with stopwatches and stuff. Um, Where are you getting all these these techniques? Well, they're, they're like You've a lot of them... people are it, the people are starting to research more how we learn. Yeah. So I was really trying to make sure that I was learning well. <laughs> but when it 
you know, I went and did my audition, and they started with the Chopin Etude, and mm. I do a, actually, I do kind of a storytelling bit about this. I have a piece I sort of developed mm-hmm. of telling about, telling a story about it, because there's nothing like it, like an orchestra audition, but um, the, the short story <laughs> is that this is a piece I, I started with that they you can play as like a solo piece, yeah. the, the Black Key Etude, Chopin. And uh, I've been playing it for mm. probably 15 years. Okay. And uh, within f- probably 15 seconds, I knew I'd lost the job because I decided oh to play from God. memory because I've been playing this piece for 15 years. And then right when bar eight hit, I was like, oh, wait, is it F or F flat? I think it's F. Oh shit! And I went. I did the wrong one, and that was it. From that point, I was like, "You can't make a mistake like that." You you fell. You, yeah. You uh, you yeah. fell into the boards. Was like, it was like Perdita Felicien, but she's way more talented. But it's like right out of the gate, hit the hurdle, and it's like it's something I've done. Uh, I, like I've been doing since I was in high school. Like this was not a God piece that I was new on me. And I worked so hard, and I realized... That's beautiful. Jeez, you know, it's it's not about... No, sorry. The musicians in orchestras, like the very best orchestras, are amazing musicians, but they're also people that can play at a high level all the time, right? And okay. that's part of it, is that uh, when you go to hear some of these musicians in, wow. like, at Kerner or whatever, um, they're people that can do it, not just play really well, but they can do it all the time. They can do it um, when they're sick. When yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. You know, tired. When Sounds like you learned a lot from that. That oh, it was incredible. But um, <laughs> I did say to my wife because I had played in the Toronto Symphony before. I was like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking about auditioning, taking the symphony audition, but I don't actually know if I want the job. In fact, I don't think I want the job. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, okay. But you know, you should do it. Yeah, because it's the only, it's the story that the kind of resonates. Non-university professor job that pays yeah close to six figures yeah that you can get wow. in Canada. Wow, right, right. So wow. yeah, but that was quite amazing. That's heavy. Yeah, uh, that uh, and I do see that now. Like I'm just not that consistent. I can that takes that's like a certain aspect of my game that just isn't there i'm gonna be john starks that's fucked you uh is that when we met is that what you're talking about no no no. this was uh recently this is like 2012 or something 13 i have no idea i blocked it on my mind but when when did you say we met? You were oh, saying we earlier, met. yeah. Oh gosh, is that what you were referring no. to? Is the Opus eighty one? I don't think I met you that night. I just no, heard we you met, play. Yeah, the Cameron. Oh yes, uh, that when, makes sense. When Mike Olson was playing cello before you right. fired him, right? How many people have you fired in your life, Rich? Four. <laughs> Industry tactics. Yeah, Keep fired. them on one hand. I got yeah. fired. Sorry, this is my. Oh for fuck's sakes! Here we go. I was fired by Richard Marcella. And uh, I'm still trying to get back into the band, but <laughs> it's not working so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, ah, yeah, a. Yeah, there was a lot ago. of people playing in the band. Yes. At the time that you fired. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, then we got the editing, right? That's what we call it, editing. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, this has been a joy. Yeah. Uh, do you have any parting have memories? Have you met Taylor Swift? I love you. Have Have you? Have you talked to her? Yeah, bye. <laughs> yes, and that marks the end of my talk with the incredible Gregory O. Thanks, Greg. I do not have Taylor Swift's number for the record and uh, really enjoyed that. Greg is an incredible gift giver. You know, he'll go he'll go on a tour to, I don't know where he went, I think it was Japan and bring back like a beautiful music box. You know, he's very thoughtful in, in the gifts that he's given me over the years. And, and, uh, and, and this is not short of that. What a talk that was, episode 77. Uh, if you want to know more about Greg's Greg's work and listen to his music, go to gregorio.com, not .net, like I was suggesting, and and check out his work. Uh, it runs deep. He works with Toka Loka and so many others. Um, uh, just an incredible musician and uh, very heroic the way he runs his, his career in new music. Uh, always a big inspiration. He, he just seems to dig really deep in, in the work that he does, and, and it's really inspiring. So check out uh, Greg's work, and if you want to know more about my work and what's upcoming, go to friendlyrich.com. I got a big arts festival coming up on November 2nd, 2019, the big release of We Are All Terrorists, my new record. So we'll see you again soon on Industry Tactics. Thanks again for tuning in. 